Whipper. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. So you know how to walk. You know how to dance. You ever dance with the devil in the Hey guys, welcome to This Week in Salsa, and today on the show I'm back in town. It's been a few weeks since I've done the last podcast episode, I bet you can guess why that is. It's been a fun holiday, I'm full of goodness and food and catch up with family and friends, and it's really been great. I got a chance actually to go out to San Francisco, the Bay Area, and dance some salsa out there, so that was a lot of fun. Went out two nights, actually the second night I went out, went to a salsa social for New Year's Eve. And that was a blast, had a lot of great dances, and actually I want to share this with you, the listeners, because one of you listeners probably is part of this story, hopefully you're still listening to the podcast, but I was walking uh, down to get actually a drink of water, and this woman asked me to dance, and I agree, and we're going out to the dance floor, and she says, by the way, I recognize you from the This Week in Salsa podcast, and I was really taken aback. This has never happened to me. I've been doing this podcast for a little bit over six months, and no one has ever just randomly recognized me from the podcast. So that was really cool. I was taken aback for sure. And all of a sudden, I felt like there was a lot of pressure on me for the dance. I wanted to make sure I gave her a good dance because she, you know, was a fan after all. So didn't want to disappoint. It was bachata, unfortunately. So uh, whoever you are, I, I forget your name. I know that's terrible, but I do. Uh, but if I see you again, we're going to have to dance salsa, not bachata, because bachata is by far my uh, my second place. So we'll have to grab a salsa next time I'm there in the Bay Area. But uh, I digress. So let's talk about today's show. And today I'm recording this is January 3rd, 2015. Uh, if you're procrastinating a bit, that means that you haven't quite set your New Year's resolutions for the year. Or maybe you have, or maybe you haven't set any. Either way, you're going to get something out of this episode because we're going to talk about setting goals for salsa that are going to be the most effective for you, assuming that you want to get better at dancing. Now, when I talk about goal setting, I do this a lot. I'm kind of like a goal setting person. I just really enjoy setting goals, especially New Year's resolutions. That's really the best time to do it, right? So with salsa New Year's resolutions, let's defer to one of the standard ways of thinking about goal setting, which is this idea of SMART goals. Now, SMART is a, uh, I believe you'd call it a mnemonic device. Maybe it's something else. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Email me if I'm wrong. But it's a mnemonic device where it stands for SMART, uh, SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Results-Focused, Time-Bound. So that's what SMART stands for. And it's really a guide that you want to apply for setting your goals. Now, there is actually a sixth that I want to talk about here today as well, which is F. And it doesn't really work with the acronym. We can just call it SMART F. But the F stands for forces quality. Now, what do I mean by that? And, And we'll get into this with a couple of examples. But hopefully, one thing you understand about salsa is you know, look to your left, look to your right, look to the people who are dancing in your community. And the same people can be dancing the same amount of time. So two people can be dancing five years. One person can be astronomically better than the other person based upon how they practice and how they think about salsa versus the other person. So it's not just a function of the time that you put in. Uh, so that's why I think about this idea of forcing quality. If your New Year's resolution can somehow keep in mind that it's not just about quantity, but quality 
of what you're doing, that's really going to make you a better dancer. And I'll give you a personal example. My New Year's resolution for last year was to read 52 books. Uh, this, not salsa books, those, there weren't that many salsa books out there, but just in general, any kind of book, I wanted to read 52 of them. I've always been like a, I wanted to be a, a rabid, you know, just reader. I wanted to be able to be the kind of person who could just read the book in a week, didn't matter, maybe start to read a book in a day. So I figured, well, let me set this goal. Hopefully this will push me towards reaching that goal. And that, it did, actually. So I finished my 52nd book on New Year's Eve in San Francisco, right before I went to that salsa social, um, which is great. So I technically achieved my goal, but what is the goal of, of reading, right? Reading is to get knowledge, right? Attain knowledge, hopefully, which leads to attaining wisdom. And that's something that lacked in my goal, right? So I was so focused on reading 52 books, I wasn't as concerned with digesting 52 books. Notice the difference there. Anyone can read, right? That's not talking about comprehension. What I, what I realized was that about halfway through the year, I wasn't really remembering many of the nonfiction books that I was reading. The fiction books were a little bit easier. It tells a story, a narrative. It's a lot easier to digest that information. But on the nonfiction books, I wasn't really remembering much. So it's not just about reading, but it's about reading and taking notes and digesting and, and doing what I call active learning. So applying this idea of active learning to reading, to salsa, but that's where my goal did not have a function that forces quality. And that's really important with goals is something that's going to force quality. Let's get back to salsa and your salsa New Year's resolutions. There are a lot of different resolutions that you hear all the time. You know, I want to get good at salsa. Actually, that was my first New Year's resolution when I got into salsa in 2009. Um, so it's certainly one that you see all the time. You also see ones like dancing a certain number of times a week. So these are pretty common goals or maybe like get good at a variation of salsa, like get good at pachanga, get good at shines, uh, whatever it is. But what I want to do is I want to I want to discuss a couple of these common New Year's resolutions, and then talk about how they template across this SMART philosophy. So let's take the first one, which is, number one, getting good at salsa. If your New Year's resolution is get good at salsa, it's a very general goal, if you can tell. Let's go down the list. SMART. Number one, specific. Well, getting good at salsa, what does that really mean? That, that's not really too specific. I don't know what it would be if I got good at salsa. How would that look versus not getting good? It's, uh, it's kind of arbitrary, uh, which goes to the second one, smart, measurable. So is this measurable? Not really. Again, it's a very arbitrary goal of just getting good at salsa. So there's no real way of measuring if you've gotten there. It's, you know, you have a general idea of what good means and what bad means, but general is not your friend with, with goals. You want something concrete to really be able to visualize it and know when you achieved it so it's going to be even more motivating. Number three, achievable. Well, if you can't measure it and it's not objective, then it's tough to achieve it unless you're kind of deluding yourself and saying, yeah, I'm good at salsa when you're not really good. So it's, it's difficult also for that reason. So if you notice, a lot of these connect with each other. It can't be specific because it can't be measurable because it can't be achievable. You know, a lot of these link together, uh, like a, kind of like a house of cards. Number four, results-focused. Well, I will give it that. It is results-focused. I want to get good at salsa. So that is results-focused. That's a good one. And then last one is time-bound. 
you know, with all these New Year's resolutions, it's so popular to set them during this time because it's almost assumed that the New Year's resolution is often going to be during the course of that next 365 day period. Uh, you could do it shorter, but that's a common thing. So you could even append to all of these, get good at salsa within the next year, right? So I think it could very easily be time bound as well. And that's great. Of course, having some kind of time limit on these goals gives you a reason to push yourself faster than just relaxing. Now, the last one, forces quality, uh, definitely doesn't do that because, again, objective, it's not objective, it's completely subjective. You don't really know when you've hit it, so it's really tough to force quality on that. Uh, number two, let's take another example of a salsa goal uh, for a New Year's resolution. Number two is dance three nights per week. Again, this is a common one. Let's go down the list. Number one, is it specific? Yes, it is specific. Good. <laughs> Much better than just getting good at salsa. So dancing three nights a week is specific. It also is measurable, which is great. Uh, number three is it is achievable. Good. So we're on a good roll here. You can definitely get three nights of salsa a week. It's going to mean probably some shifting in your priorities to be able to get out that many times per week, taking classes, going to socials, but it certainly can be done. And results focused. I would say it's results focused as well. Uh, dancing three nights a week, you're assuming that you know you want to get results as far as getting good. And you know, I'll tell you, if you dance three nights a week, you're going to get better. It's definitely going to lead to some kind of improvement. Uh, time bound. Again, I think this could be very easily time bound. There is a mini time bound in here already, which is three nights per week. So the time bound is actually seven days. So within seven days is when the time bounds. This is also what we call a repeated goal. So every seven days, you have to dance three days. It's not just the first seven days. So you could say it's repeated up through, again, perhaps assumed through the end of the year. So overall, this is a good goal. But again, that sixth measurement, which is forces quality. Now, this is where I believe this goal doesn't really work. There's no forcing of quality in this. Uh, it's completely up to you whether you dance well these three nights a week or you dance poorly these three nights a week. So there's no forcing function to make sure that you're uh, practicing and actually getting better. Because again, people go out social dancing all the time and they don't always improve, right? So, or they don't improve as quickly as they want to. So for something that forces quality, I'd say this goal is lacking. Uh, another one, a little bit of a variation on this is dance 200 days this year. So instead of doing a weekly goal, it's more during the course of this 365 day period, I'm going to dance 200 of those days. Uh, it's specific, it's measurable, it's achievable. Again, it's going to be, uh, a, a, it's going to be tough, but you can achieve it. It's results focused as well. Again, I, you will get better if you dance 200 nights in 2015. Uh, and time-bound, it's, again, very much time-bound, but, again, does not force quality. There's no reason that you couldn't just dance 200 nights really badly or just dance one or two songs. Uh, another one, uh, this is one that I was toying around with a couple years back, which is video record myself dancing salsa every day of 2015, some kind of a time span so I can see my improvement over time. It's specific, it's measurable, it's achievable, but it's tougher than you think because it's tough to get video of yourself dancing. You kind of have to ask friends or have a setup at your house that you can record and have people come over there and dance. Uh, results focused, it is results focused. But if you notice, it's not necessarily results focused if you don't review the videos. So you want to review the videos as well to get better. Uh, it's time bound, certainly, within the course of that year, recording every day. 
Uh, forces quality, eh, I don't think it really does. It, it, if you do things that are not actually actively spoken about in this resolution, then yeah, you could. But nowhere in that resolution does it say that I'm going to analyze these videos every day and take notes on what I can improve on, right? So as this goal stands right now, I would say there's nothing that forces quality. Uh, another example, perform at a big December salsa social. Now, I like this one because it sets a specific date that you're going to have some kind of exam, a test, some evaluation. So it's specific, it's measurable, it's achievable, it's results focused, you're going to get better by having this uh, to achieve for. It's time bound. Now, the force is quality. I think we're getting a little bit closer on this. It, this is where it comes down to your mindset as a person. So for instance, for me, if I know that I'm going to be performing at something, I want to look good. I want to make sure I do a good job. I don't want to just make a fool of myself and be done with it and technically achieve the goal. So for me, I would be pushed by this goal to make sure that I practice my ass off and that I looked good during the performance. But not everyone is motivated by the same things. Maybe you don't really care what people think about you uh, in any time, right? And sometimes that's a good thing, right? We shouldn't always pay attention to what people think of us. Who cares? But in other cases, it can motivate you to become better. So if you don't have that motivational circuit, then uh, this goal may not be as good for you for forcing quality. Uh, now, another one that, that, that I like is going to a set number of congresses and perhaps dancing with a set number of people. So let's say your goal could be, I'm going to go to Flavor Invasion, New York South Congress, and Atlanta South Congress. And you set off those three congresses as your places to go to. Again, it kind of comes down to your motivation to say, well, if I go to these congresses, am I going to be really uh, scared and anxious if I am not good by the time I go to that congress? If so, you're going to be motivated to do a lot of these other things that are going to make you get better, like going out sauce dancing every night of the week so you can get more practice to be ready for this congress. Uh, the other half of that, though, is not just naming the congresses, but also perhaps naming the specific people that you're going to dance with. Uh, so, for instance, I'm going, going to Flavor Invasion, and I will dance with Magna Gopal because I saw her on the guest list, and she's going to be there, so I know I'll have the opportunity to dance with her. Again, depends upon your motivations. Maybe you're the kind of person who uh, are going to want to make sure you're really at your best to dance with that person. Then it's going to help push you forward. But if you're not that kind of person, it's not going to. But as far as this goes through the checklist, it's definitely specific. It's definitely measurable. It's definitely achievable if you have a little bit of extra cash to spend on some flights. It's definitely results-focused, and it's also time-bound. Uh, these are specific congresses happening at specific times. And forcing quality, again, it goes down to who you are as a person and what motivates you. So for me, I would definitely be forced to a level of quality by having this kind of resolution because I want to make sure I have a good dance with someone that you know I value as a dancer that's a great dancer i make sure that i represent myself well uh, the last example i'll give is ask at least one woman per night for honest feedback on the dance now i like this one because it is very specific and it's also very achievable so uh well besides that it pretty much fits with everything so it's measurable it's achievable it's specific it's results focused because when you're asking for feedback from these people, unless you're completely zoning out what they actually say, you're going to learn something. And you're going to learn something that you may not want to learn, right? You may have this 
airy belief that you're a great dancer and it's going to ruin your day when uh, when you hear someone actually give you actual critical feedback. Um, but I will tell you that if you do listen to that feedback, then you're going to become a better dancer as well. So that certainly forces quality. Uh, the time-bound aspect, again, you can create some time bounds here. Uh, but I would say perhaps couching this with the idea of going out, you know, X number of days a week and asking one person per each of those nights for honest critical feedback. As far as asking for this feedback, it's important to let them know that you will not be offended no matter what they say. And this is easy with friends. If you're dancing with one of your friends, then you can ask them there or when they're sitting down for honest critical feedback and they'll probably give it to you. For people that you don't know as well, what I would say to do is if there's something that specifically you're concerned about, like your lead, let's say you've gotten some feedback saying that your lead's a little bit rough, then I would introduce that right after the dance and tell them, hey, thank you for the dance. By the way, I've heard in the past my lead's a little bit rough. What do you think about that? How did it feel to you? And by introducing that, you're increasing your chances that they're going to give you honest, critical feedback because they know that you already kind of know the issue that they were going to tell you. Or they may say, no, no, it was great. Uh, I liked how you led this move and that move. But either way, it's going to be more honest feedback with strangers. And that's really what you're after with a, with a goal like that is to get honest feedback uh, from, from strangers and from people that you know. But uh, that's an example of a goal, of a resolution that I, I do really like, something that you can very easily do and it's really measurable and you're going to learn a lot from that. And you don't have to do it for every dance, but then you may start getting the habit of starting doing it for every person. So I hope that this at least gets you on the path towards if you've already set some goals, some news resolutions, maybe reevaluating those a little bit to make sure they fit with this smart framework and ideally with an F at the end for forcing quality. Uh, if you haven't come up with any resolutions yet, uh, then hopefully this will be a good starting point to come up with those. And for me, actually, I, I came up with this whole idea for this podcast episode because I'm coming up with some resolutions for my new year for the podcast and one that I, I have right now and you'll hear this often with podcasting people is just sticking to a schedule making sure you have reliable episodes coming out continuity and so I set a goal of 52 episodes this year so I want to try to hit one per year one per week for every week of the year and that doesn't sound like a lot but uh, I've, I've found that even in the past six months it's sometimes been challenging to hit on that normal publishing schedule. But at the same time, I'm looking at my own advice here for SMART goals, and it does hit on, on all of those five on the SMART, but it doesn't really force quality. So if you have any other ideas on good resolutions for me for the podcast, I definitely would love to hear them. Let me know. Send me an email at rob at thisweekinsalsa.com. You can also follow on Twitter at This Week in Salsa. Also on Facebook, just Facebook This Week in Salsa. And I appreciate it. I hope that everyone has an awesome, awesome 2015. Watch out for lots of episodes, lots of new podcast episodes coming out here. Uh, we'll be doing at least every Friday, and I'm hoping to try sneaking one or two extras per week as well. Uh, so if you have any feedback on episodes we can do on people that you'd like to see interviewed, people that you know that you'd like to see interviewed as well, always looking for people to interview too. So let me know. Shoot me a message.
es que yo nunca podría. Pues mira que aquí estoy, trayendo guapería. Con el Sambo 21 vengo suave y vacilando. Porque a todo el mundo aquí estoy invitando. Para que te agarres. <risa> 